Four years ago, Christina Smallhorn had an idea. She wanted to do something different. And you know, we are all about different on this show, about standing out from the crowd. Instead of using Facebook to grow her real estate business, like a lot of other agents were doing, she decided to try making videos for YouTube. Now, a lot of people told Christina she was silly, that Facebook was the best place to build an audience and get leads. But that didn't stop her. So in March 2017, Christina uploaded her first video. It's like a coffee talk style monologue about her local schools and community. Guess what happened? It didn't go well, and we can all relate to that, right? Even now, four years later, that video and most of her early videos have about 100 views, give or take. Fast forward to today. Christina has more than 70,000 YouTube subscribers. If my math is right, she's adding new subscribers at a rate of about 7,000 per month. Today, she says her YouTube channel is her business. How did she make YouTube and video work so well? Let's find out together. This is The Walkthrough. Hello, hello, how you doing? My name's Matt McGee. I am the editor of Homelight's Agent Resource Center. Welcome to The Walkthrough. This is a weekly podcast. We have new episodes come out every Monday. This is the show where you'll learn what's working right now from the best real estate agents and industry experts in the country. At Homelight, we believe in real estate agents. We're on a journey to find out how great agents grow their business, stand out from the crowd, and become irreplaceable. If you want to get involved in the show, there's a few different ways you can do that. Find me in our Facebook listener community. Just go to Facebook, search Homelight Walkthrough, and click the Join button. We'd love to have you in there. You can also leave a voicemail or send me a text. The number is 415-322-3328. Or just send an email. It's walkthrough at homelight.com. You've read the articles. You've heard the coaches. You've seen the speakers at conferences talking about it. In the real estate industry, there's no shortage of advice and encouragement around using video to grow your business, and especially using YouTube. There are a lot of different ways to do it. You can go hard on video SEO. You can go hard on entertainment-style videos and try to get a viral hit. You can make really gorgeous listing videos and try to pick up more seller leads that way. My guest today took this path, consistent creation of informational videos targeted at a specific niche audience. Christina Smallhorn got her license 14 years ago. She's a solo agent in the Baton Rouge, Louisiana area. And as I mentioned just a few moments ago, today she says YouTube is her business. Her visibility there is helping her get new listings. It's created a consistent stream of outbound referrals to other agents, and her channel itself is earning advertising revenue too. So I invited Christina to come on the walkthrough and share a bunch of tips from what she's learned over the past four years of growing her YouTube channel. On today's show, listen for her to talk about the importance of video titles and thumbnails, how she discovered what content her audience wants, and more than subscriptions, what she really wants viewers to do on her channel. All of that is straight ahead. After the conversation, of course, I'll share my takeaways, and then stay tuned to the very, very end of the show for a new segment that I'm calling One More Minute. I'll explain what that is when we get there. As the conversation starts, 
I asked Christina why she decided to try YouTube four years ago. She told me that Facebook just wasn't showing anyone the educational videos she was posting. Yeah, when you go have a video that uh, like, like normally would have gotten like 6,000 views and then the next time you post a video because of the algorithm change and it gets six views, you're like, what did I do different in this video? So you're like breaking it down for yourself and then you realize this isn't about me and I don't know what their change is and they're not going to explain how to get it done right. I mean, there's still, there's people on there that know how to do Facebook well and get their videos found. Um, but I don't make that kind of entertaining quality type of video that really goes viral on Facebook and listing videos are fun and they, then they can go viral. But I like to use the education aspect of real estate. So it has worked out beneficially for me and my uh, my channel on on YouTube. That is what YouTube is. People are looking for uh, answers to their questions. It's almost like an encyclopedia of people giving you the answers, and that's what they use it for. So that's how I addressed my channel, which worked out great for me. <laughs> and and have you found over time that YouTube is also different in terms? It's it's more evergreen content. Right, like Facebook. Yes. I, I always, I always, I always feel like you know a, a successful Facebook video may have a shelf life of a week or two, whereas a successful YouTube video can have a shelf life of months, perhaps even years. Years. Uh, I I used to say <laughs> this is like my, one of my things as I say is that. Uh, Facebook videos are a place where your hard work goes to die. You know, it has the, it's like the hot date that never calls you back. You like have such a great time that first day. It's all so happy. Then the next day, you know, it was, it was good, but it wasn't as good. And then the third day you're like, I called him like three times. And by the end of the week, he has totally ghosted you. That is what a Facebook video does for me. That's what, it's like the hot date that never calls you back. And then for YouTube, it's like a long building relationship. You know, you have some good views. You know, you have a great date the first few days and then over time it builds up and then you have this fantastic relationship with your video. I have a video that started off very well for me. You know, it got like over a thousand views within the first day. And now it's a year later and that video has over 2 million views. Oh so gosh. I think it's 2.2 million views. But did it have 2.2 million views in that first day? No, it built up over time. So I think it's, to me, it's better because it has a more engaged uh audience that's specifically looking for that con uh, content. And on Facebook, it's almost force fed to you. Let me ask you this. Did you succeed on YouTube right away? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I um, When I first did it, I was mostly, I was housing the videos that I had made on Facebook and just threw them up on YouTube. Then I decided that I was going to do YouTube. And um, so that's when I was like kind of trying to focus on it. But it's it's such a learning process. You know, you you think you know some things. And then when you get into YouTube land, the algorithm, what people want, how the structure of that video is so different than any other platform. Every platform is going to have their own version of what they like. When it comes to TikTok or Instagram or even Facebook, you got to tailor it to the audience itself that's on that platform because they, they're looking for something completely different. So I, over time, I learned how, like, what not to do because there's so much bad information. And I was following what I thought were the right steps for a long time. And then I learned over time that what people had been telling me was the right steps for a YouTube video were literally the wrong steps for a YouTube <laughs> okay. video. 
<laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. Um, like one of the biggest ones that I see, like every time somebody says, I'm, I'm not, I'm doing everything they tell me to do. And they'll start off their video with like, this is the 10 ways to buy a house in Washington, DC. Then they run a 20 second intro. Then they introduce themselves. Then they uh, talk about themselves for another 15 seconds. Then they get into the topic. By that time, the person watching is like, shut up and tell me the 10 ways right. to buy a house in DC. And that that was a common mistake. You're saying on your early videos, it would be like 90 seconds, maybe two minutes before you actually got to the point, right? Whatever minute, the video minute, was about. Minute 35. That was, minute. The, that was it. Minute 35. <laughs> so, so, right. So, so, so you were essentially asking viewers to spend a minute 35 watching something that wasn't what they wanted to watch. Asking them to subscribe before they even, even saw anything from me. Make sure you like and share and subscribe. And, and so you get all my weekly videos you haven't even given them anything yet. And you're asking them to do something for you when you haven't even delivered anything for them. Why would they even do that? What else is different about your videos now compared to what you were doing four years ago? Um, I was told that in order to be found in YouTube search is you had to create titles that were like how to buy a house, you know, because that's how people were searching. So they were like, in order to have SEO richness, you're going to have to write it just like somebody was typing it out on, on YouTube. Well, how many people have made a video on how to buy a house? I did exactly what the experts told me to do as far as SEO is concerned. But that is not the way <laughs> that people engage with the content. They engage with content that grabs their attention. So I learned how to make titles that were not only just, not just for search, because I, I mean, if you did it just for search, you wouldn't get the big videos over time. You have to pick out something like you would see on a headline of a rag magazine. Like the National Enquirer sells a lot of magazines <laughs> because they have, you know, Queen Elizabeth is visited by aliens. Granted, that is what they call it, which is clickbait. Mine are, I deliver on the promise of my title. Right. So like, five fantastic new ways to buy a home in DC. That will grab people's attention a heck of a lot more than how to buy homes in DC. Wait, let's stop right there. I want to make sure you caught what Christina just said. Yes, SEO matters for getting your YouTube videos found. And yes, your video titles are a key part of that. But what she's saying is your video title shouldn't just be a keyword. It also needs to grab people's attention. So yeah, use keywords, but be creative and make sure you don't do it in, you know, a clickbait tabloid kind of way. Make sure, as Christina said, that your video delivers on the promise of your title. So far, you've heard Christina give two pieces of advice. Number one, get to the point quickly in your videos. Viewers are looking for information. And then number two, write titles that are more than an SEO keyword. They need to grab people's attention. So let's get back to the conversation Christina is talking about Another really important way to capture attention, your video thumbnail. They want something that's going to grab their attention that makes them click. So you have to think of it that way as well. That little photograph is, you know, you think it, it, it used to be like almost like an afterthought. That would be the last thing I work on. And now when I think of a thumbnail, if I don't, if I don't have a good title and thumbnail, I don't even create the video. So it's like, because why would they, there's nothing for them to be interested enough for them to click on it, to want to watch it in the first place. So if I don't have that, then forget it. 
Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I think that is really important. That that you, those are the two things that that really you have to nail is the title and the thumbnail. Somebody's gonna gonna do a and they're gonna have you know 10, 20, 30, 50 videos to choose from. And what are you doing to get them to choose your video from that whole mess? And the thumbnail is super important. What makes a good thumbnail? Should the thumbnail match the title? Does it need to be the exact same? Like what, what's your strategy there? The, it's knowing your audience. My audience wants to know about affordable housing options. I'm almost like an afterthought when it comes to this. They they like me and everything, but they don't need to see my face. They do not need to see my face. And a lot of times I'll make a thumbnail that has my face on it and then I'll test it to see which one. And if, if it's mostly the house and I'm just a little tiny person, that does better than my face being all over it. And I know that goes against a lot of real estate branding. They're like, your face is your brand and you need to have it on everything. No, (laughs) you don't. Because the audience doesn't care about you, honestly. They really, you're honestly, you're just delivering information. And if they you they like the information that you've given to them and they feel a connection with you, they'll they will contact you. They will hunt you down. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at your at your your videos page right now on your channel. And so I'm seeing one, two, three, four, five. I'm, it looks like I'm seeing maybe 20 or 30 videos. And I'd say, Christina, I see your face on maybe a third, maybe 40% of them. So it's not that you're never showing your face, but it's, it's not every single video. Right. Is it? And it's a test. So I will test, uh, when a video is released, you know, pretty quickly if it's engaging with your audience in a, in a, a period of time. So if, if like last week, your video came out and you only got 30 views, but this week within that first hour, you got 60 views, you know that this video is doing better. But if that video came out and it only got 10 views within the hour, you're like, man, what did I do wrong? That's when you really need to like look at your title. You need to look at your thumbnail. What is it that's not engaging with your audience and change it? There's nothing wrong with changing it. I was just going to ask you that. How often do you do that? And how much time do you give it? Do you, like, do you wait 24 hours? Do you wait a week and then go back and change the thumbnail or the title? If it's a video that I know that is that should engage my audience, I start panicking. Like, like what is, I really start panicking because I know there's certain things that like really will trigger my audience. And if it's not triggering, I'm like, okay, that's what I have like five backup thumbnails. So that's when I'm like, okay, my face isn't working. Here's the other thumbnail and I'll throw that in there. And then I'll do uh, another one where, you know, maybe I'll just even flip the house, you know, or, you know, or maybe I'll even flip my face. You heard Christina say a few moments ago that her audience wants to hear about affordable housing. That's kind of become her niche on YouTube. She does a lot of videos about affordable homes, manufactured homes, even tiny homes. Now, it wasn't always that way. When she was starting out on YouTube, and you can see this on her channel, she did videos about open houses, being a first-time home buyer. She did several videos about caring for your home, you know, home repair, home cleanup. But none of those were super, super successful. In 2019, she worked with a YouTube coach named Daryl Eves. She attended the annual video marketing event that he puts on. It's called Vid Summit. Now, at the time of that conference, Christina had about 3,000 YouTube subscribers. She has more than 70,000 today. Christina credits Daryl with helping her discover this niche. Here's what happened. Daryl reviewed her YouTube channel and saw several videos about manufactured and modular homes. 
he told Christina to just make one more video about that same topic. I kind of didn't even want to do it, you know? And so I, I do the video. I make the thumbnail like he told me to. I don't even think it's that pretty of a thumbnail. I do exactly what he says. The video comes out. And within that first day, I got 66 views. And I went, this guy is full of crap. Another guru <laughs> that is lying through his teeth. But I missed one key thing that he said wait 21 days. He said, in 21 days, it will take off. But in my head, I'm like, this is this is coming from the top guru that I know of on YouTube. He said, I'm going to have a hit. So it's going to do really good that first day. It was one of those things, like you said, evergreen content grows over time. So it did 66 views, then 120 views, then 350 views. Within those two weeks, I get to VidSummit, which was his conference. And I had forgotten about that video because I'm like, whatever, it didn't do anything. I open up my thing and I'm like, oh, it has 1,500 views. I'm like, that's pretty good. And I kept checking it throughout that conference. And it was like 3,000 views, 6,000 views. I'm getting on the plane. I had 10,000 views. I get off the plane from California. It has 30,000 views. That to me was a like my first like viral moment on YouTube. Like it just was constantly getting views. I didn't even think that was humanly possible. I was like super giddy. And I'm getting like hundreds of subscribers, hundreds. And I'm like, from a video about manufactured homes? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? But he could see that there was an audience that was interested in what I had to say about manufactured homes. There wasn't many people that were giving a good education about that. Would you say that focusing on this niche is one of the key things that helped grow your channel? And is that one of the pieces of advice you would give to listeners is find a niche, find something you love and, and develop content around that? Of course, but also follow what your audience loves too. You know, like it takes time to understand your audience. And I'm always trying to figure out what my audience wants. I, I wouldn't say be a slave to your audience, you know? Right. right. Um, like I don't put out a, a video about affordable housing every single week. I, I do it like, you know, every once in a while. So that way, you know, they can see my other content. So that way, maybe there's something else in my channel that someone else could be interested in so I could grow uh, that audience as well. Not necessarily split the audience, but like I'm a real estate agent. I don't just talk about, uh, you know, affordable housing. I, I talk about what's going on in the real estate market right now. And sure enough, that was one of those things that my audience that are interested in affordable housing also is very interested in what this real estate market is doing right now. And they trust my opinion about that. For more great walkthrough content, join our listener community on Facebook. It's the place to connect with other agents, including the guests you hear on our show. You can influence upcoming episodes by suggesting guests and questions. And you'll get exclusive content that we don't share anywhere else. Just go to Facebook and search Home Light Walkthrough. Then click to join. It's that easy. As a walkthrough listener, you should be in this group. So join us today. Is it important to be consistent in putting videos out? Does that help your chances of gaining an audience and getting Absolutely. views and subscribers? Right. Because as you build an audience, they're, they're almost automatically programmed. Oh, it's Tuesday. You know, just like when you remember years ago when people watched Friends, they knew it was like Thursday right. night. Friends is yep. on eight o'clock. So you, you kind of almost training your on. So like that, I have had a problem with consistency because as you know, the real estate market has been quite crazy lately. And, um, 
uh, I've been only been able to get two videos out a month, but um, I normally do about four videos. I'm, I'm getting back on that train again, though. <laughs> I do I do one every week. That every Tuesday it comes out around nine nine thirty nine forty five ish. Um, I you know put out a video then and uh, you know pray to the YouTube gods that it will be successful <laughs> after I put in all that effort. <laughs> what is your CTA in your videos? Now you mentioned earlier. It's not all about you. You sometimes you don't even mention your name till the end. But in your videos, are you specifically saying, please subscribe? Like, how do you do that? Like, how do you get from 3,000 subscribers, Christina, to 70,000 subscribers? <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, I think when all these, like, when they were saying, you know, please subscribe, please subscribe, because that was, it, YouTube was new. So they were telling, they were training an audience that was new to YouTube that there's this button here that they're going to subscribe. Now most people have know what YouTube is. They understand what it means to subscribe. And I, at the end, will have like a little little icon that will say subscribe and I'll like point a little arrow to my, you know, my little icon that they could subscribe with. But I still don't even ask them to subscribe. What I really want them to do is watch another video. So if they're watching a video about manufactured homes, I will say, oh, since you like this video, you're probably going to really want to watch this video here. And I try to get them in a loop of watching more of my content that relates to the topic that they just watched. I do that with my cards in, in the uh, video as well. I just, I know that they they clicked on this video for a reason. So I want to keep them there for that reason. You're intentionally being not salesy. Is that right? Correct. Correct. And I know that goes against a lot of what we're trained to do as real estate agents, but I found that because people get sold to death, you know, they're, they're constantly being, you know, pushed to buy something, do something. And people, most people are mindlessly going through Instagram and stuff like that. When you are just a real person, you create that connection. People are going to subscribe to you because they like you. So you're not being pushy. You're giving them information that they find useful and they'll definitely want to subscribe without you ever asking. So just leave it at that. Like, don't, don't quit trying to be the sneaky salesperson. Don't put a bunch of different calls to action or free PDFs and this sales funnel from hell where they have to do 60,000 different things to get to your, stop it, stop it, stop it. If you provide them with good information, they will hunt you down. They will stalk you and they will find you because you said something to them in that piece that they couldn't wait. Somebody watched a, an hour and a half live stream of mine. And at the end, I had said something about a foundation. I had an inspector on and I was understanding what some people call manufactured homes or not consider manufactured homes if they're on a foundation. That wasn't said until one hour and 20 minutes in a live stream. And this was after the fact. Somebody called me because of that and was asking me questions about it. And I got them a real estate agent in Washington. And that was a referral fee. So that's a lot of my business now is that because I have this wide audience, I send out referrals, like probably five a day. Did they all turn into sales? Absolutely not. But I didn't have to do a thing for it other than make a video. Tell me, tell me more about that because I know our listeners are curious to know, you know, you've gone from you're up to 70,000 subscribers on your YouTube channel. How has this impacted your business just over the last four years that you've been doing this? So when I first started on YouTube, I created a 
YouTube channel to get business. Now I <laughs> I have a YouTube channel that gives business to other people that I can refer out and they can send me a check. I have, uh, you know, like I get sponsorships and I get uh, like little contracts with affiliate links. So that way I get paid through them. I also make a little bit on AdSense from the YouTube AdSense program. Um, my YouTube channel is my business. I'm all, I still sell real estate. I just don't, I don't really like go all in on trying to get as many uh, listings and uh, buyers and sellers. I give away all the buyer leads. Like give, like I give them away. <laughs> and um, with sellers, I do, I do do listings. But I again, I'm not going out of my way to hunt down listings like I used to. Um, with this whole thing with COVID and everything, I don't really want to be in people's houses. I have autoimmune disorder, so I just. This business has actually made me more money staying at home, trying to change my change the way I'm doing things. It's actually made me more money this year than it did last year. So I'm sticking with this. <laughs> I am hoping, and I'm sure Christina is too, that we've inspired or encouraged you to either get started on YouTube or to improve what you're doing if you already have a YouTube channel. As our conversation wrapped up, I thought of a couple things that might lead you to say, no, Matt, I can't do this, or I'm just not ready to do this. So I asked Christina for her thoughts about the fear of being on camera, which you'll hear about in a moment. And first, what kind of gear do you need to make great videos? If someone is first starting out and they have it in their head that in order for them to have a successful video, they have to have the top of the line camera and top of the line audio and the lighting has to be perfect. That they're, they're really, they're in their own head. Cell phones today are absolutely fantastic. When I started my YouTube channel, everything I filmed was with my cell phone. To this day, I even do my listing videos with a cell phone. There's nothing wrong with using a cell phone. I think the most the most that someone needs to worry about if they're first starting out is the audio quality. That's important. So you get a good lapel mic that connects to your cell phone. That's not that expensive. And if you're concerned about lighting, lighting on Amazon is so cheap, so cheap. You can get a whole kit for less than a hundred bucks. And if that's even too much for you, walk in front of a window or go outside to the park and, and do something like that. You know, people like uh, real you know, and the more real you are with them. And if you're at the park and you're talking about local schools and you're out in the parking lot of that local school, they'll appreciate that more than you standing in front of a fancy green screen with a bunch of graphics and everything else. They'll feel like you, you took them on a trip to exactly what they wanted to see, which is the local school. You know, like you just have to be a little bit more creative. There's nothing wrong with using your cell phone. The gear is not what makes the video. It's what you're saying. The content itself is more important than the gear. So gear is one of the common excuses that I'll, I'll use that word. Maybe one of the common reasons that someone says, I don't want to do this. The other is, I don't like how I look on camera. I'm afraid to be on camera. Was that anything you ever had to overcome? No, I'm a dork. Uh, no, I didn't have to overcome that. I do. I do have uh, anxiety about being on camera. I do get like really like amped up because I don't, you know. So I know so many people do watch my videos. So that does even after four it. years. Even after four years, yes, yes. I think it's actually worse now because I knew no one was watching my videos before, so I could be as <laughs> stupid as I wanted to be. And now I'm like, people are watching me, you know, like so whatever. But. Um, the thing is, is that, you know, that was another thing. They're like, you, you are your brand. So you have to be in your videos. There are hundreds of thousands of very successful 
YouTube channels that are strictly voiceover. And if you don't want to be in the video, don't be in the video. Like there's no end all be all wrong way to make a video. There's some good practices. You You know, yes, people like to engage with a person, but if you're not comfortable with that, then forget it. You know, don't put your face all over that. And there's another person on the other side of that screen that's like, thank God they didn't stick their freaking face in that video. I just wanted to hear what they had to say. And they weren't all up in the lens. There's an audience for that. So you just, you do what's comfortable for you that you feel like that will connect with an audience. And as long as the, what you're delivering, the information that you're giving is quality information that you know is would be important to somebody here, you're going to win, period. Oh, I love that. Focus on quality information first and foremost. Be the knowledge expert in your area. We'll do our takeaway segment in just a moment, and then stay tuned for that new one more minute segment at the very, very, very end of the show. Before all that, if you want to connect with Christina, Take a look at today's show notes. Christina partners with an agent named Malcolm Lawson, and together they have a Facebook group that's dedicated to agents who want to do better on YouTube. They also do a show together about YouTube on YouTube. So I will link to all of that from the show notes. Christina has also joined our walkthrough listener community, so be sure to join us there too so you can ask Christina any questions that you have about what you heard today. All right, it is takeaways time. This is what stood out to me from today's show. Takeaway number one, get to the point. Don't spend precious time at the start of your videos talking all about yourself and begging people to subscribe. Give viewers the info that they're looking for. This is important, by the way, because YouTube loves to see what's called a high watch time on your videos. If you have a 10-minute video and people are bailing on it after 30 seconds, that's not good. Takeaway number two, your video title is really important. It's not just about SEO and cramming the perfect keyword in there. Christina's advice, think about what will make the user click on your video instead of all the others. Takeaway number three, the thumbnail, also super important. It's not an afterthought. Think in advance about what kind of thumbnail is going to grab people's attention. And then be willing to change your thumbnail or your title, in fact, if the video isn't performing like you expect it to. Christina said she likes to have five backup thumbnails ready to use. Takeaway number four, develop a niche or a specialty that you can focus on, something that you're really, really passionate in talking about. But as Christina said, she doesn't make her niche the only topic of her videos. And then takeaway number five, if you're gonna ask viewers to subscribe, and you should, do it at the end. But Christina says, she'd actually rather ask viewers to watch another video. The more videos they watch, the more videos they like, then getting that subscription should happen naturally. All right, questions or feedback for me or Christina, you can leave a voicemail or send a text. It's 415-322-3328. You can send an email to walkthrough at homelike.com. Or as I mentioned, you can find us in our Facebook listener community. Just go to Facebook, do a search for Homelight Walkthrough. The group will come right up. Click join. Love to see you in there. All right, that's all for this week. Thanks so much to Christina Smallhorn for joining me and thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. That would really mean a lot to me. Also, click that subscribe button so you can get all future episodes delivered automatically. 
My name is Matt McGee. You've been listening to The Walkthrough. At Homelight, we believe in real estate agents. We're on a journey to find out how great agents grow their business, stand out from the crowd, and become irreplaceable. Go out and safely sell some homes. Talk to you again next week, everyone. Bye-bye. Welcome back and welcome to a new segment I'm calling One More Minute. This will be an occasional segment at the end of our show. I'll try to keep it to about 60 seconds and it'll be something I wanted to share with you. It might be about marketing, motivation, business, or something else. Today, I wanna talk about perseverance. Did you see The Queen's Gambit? Great, great show. Came out a few months ago on Netflix. Do you know the story behind it? The producers of that show bought the screenplay rights to the book back in 1992. Then they spent 28 years trying to get the story made. 28 years. They rewrote the screenplay nine times. They were rejected by every studio they pitched it to because the studios thought no one would be interested in a story about chess. Well, Netflix finally bought it and the series premiered in October. You know the rest. 62 million households watched The Queen's Gambit in its first 28 days on Netflix. It was the number one most watched show all year on Netflix. Moral of the story, don't give up on that thing you're passionate about. That big idea you have, maybe you're planning to join or start a team this year. Maybe you're planning to start your own brokerage like Abby Walters did a few weeks ago in Strasburg, Virginia. Stick with it persevere. That's one more minute. I'm Matt McGee. Thanks for listening. See you next week with another walkthrough.